Welcome to the Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank podcast, a series designed to give you real-world examples from thought makers in financial services and beyond. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, check out thinklikeabrandbook.com. Let's go. Today, my guest is Nick Kennedy. Nick is the co-founder and CEO of Rise, which was acquired by Surf Air. He's the author of The Good Entrepreneur, an Ironman finisher, and has built an eight-figure, one-person coaching practice. Wow. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here. Good, I'm, uh, good. Excited. I've been looking forward to this time to uh, get to spend some time with you. Oh, well, I have been looking forward to it as well. Also, you know, with that, with that intro, which I know is just a, a small uh, sampling of your accomplishments. I'm also, I'm a little nervous. I have to admit. Why are you, what's, what, what makes you nervous? I don't know. What, what, you're just like, you're a pro. You talk to <laughs> millionaires and billionaires. You've got a podcast. I don't know. I just, I feel a little, I feel a little nervous, but I've got my notes here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to lean on those a little bit. Don't be nervous at all. We are okay. we are just two friends talking on the phone, just, talking on the, the Zoom. Talking on the talking on the Zoom phone. <laughs> um, so you were gracious enough to read the book, Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank, even though you were not a banker or a marketer. <laughs> um, did it apply at all to the work that you do? It it did. It did in the sense that. Uh, I'm real big into mind shifts. Mm. Uh, I'm real big into mindset shifting, if you will. Uh, in my own life and with clients I work with, I work with, as you mentioned, the, the intro, I work with high-powered leaders, CEOs, uh, founders of organizations. And what's interesting is um, even though you will see their title or their accomplishment or read an article about them, at the end of the day, the conversations I have with them are very similar to the same conversations I have with my Uber drivers. I mean, they're still dealing with, maybe there's a couple more zeros involved, but they're still dealing with some like fundamental questions and they're trying to sense out in the universe what is, uh, what the right, right direction is for them to go. And so when you think about what I loved about your book is it shifts the mindset, right? Mm. You're saying like, Hey, for years, you've been thinking like a bank, uh, and for all sorts of good reasons, there's all sorts of regulatory reasons. There's all sorts of, of, of pride of ownership reasons. There's good reasons, but the reality is that's not how your consumers think of you, or at least they right. shouldn't think, think of you. So I do like that idea that you, you put that in there, that, that mind shift. Cause I think when you can shift your mindset about who you are and what you're doing and where you're going, man, the world is kind of your oysters, uh, your oyster, if you will, in the sense that mm, that's, that's the perspective that everybody kind of needs to figure out where, where they are and where they, they're, where they want to go. In their life. Right. Right. No, I, I, I agree. And I think, you know, as someone is shifting mindset, um, it's not, it's not easy. Right. And, and so a principle in the book that reminded me of you and, and kind of, you know, reminds me of a little bit of the conversation we're already having is embrace tension and create contradiction contradictions. And, and that's where we talk about how, you know, as people we're all programmed to believe, you know, tension is a bad thing, but it, it, it can be useful. And in your book, you talk about uncertainty being where growth comes from. So just wondering, you know, have you seen the impact of tension and uncertainty 
in your coaching practice, both the, the positive and, and maybe the negative of that? Yeah. And I, I am, uh, I'm completely aligned with you. Uh, I do not believe that, um, courage is the absence of fear. I think courage is what you come to when you move past fear. Mm. So in other words, another way to say that is once you finally have arrived at the location you want to get to in your life, the thing that was in your way doesn't cease to exist. You didn't destroy it. It didn't, it didn't drop out of the universe. It's still there. You just found a way to go past it. Mm. And, and to add another analogy to this, I mean, how do we get our muscles bigger, right? We, we, we lift weights, we ride bikes, we run, our muscles break down, we get sore, and then they come back stronger. You fall down, you get a wound on your arm. It comes back with a scar over the top, stronger than it was before. That's what, that's what pain teaches us. It, it, it's a lesson to be learned. And the bonus is we come back better. And I think life really is this, it's just a series of decisions we make and consequences thereafter, both positive and negative. I want to uh, be 10 pounds lighter in 2023. Well, then I can make a decision tomorrow how I'm going to, what I'm going to eat. Uh, if I don't follow that, I'm going to have a negative consequence, right? So I think the pain aspect of it, we, we love to uh, wallow in the good things that come out of our decisions. We do not do a good job of integrating the negative reality. And there, there are two sides to every reality and, and that's the pain. And that's where the truth is. Like that's a signal from the universe of some, some lesson to be learned. Right. No, I love that. And so kind of sticking with the negative maybe for a minute, um, you know, we, we talk in the book and, and I think in the sense in, in your book as well, kind of had to, to test, learn, and then move on, right. Moving on and, and sort of leaving, leaving what happened there, taking the lessons, but, but to your point, the obstacle is, is still there, but you've moved around it. So, has there ever been a point like in your, you know, building your businesses or, or the folks that you work with where you're just like, you know what, let, we should just ditch it, just, just ditch it <laughs> and move on. Um, and cause you know, we, and that's, it's just, it's true because it's like, you spend so much time. Like if I'm thinking about it from a brand context, it's like, oh, we did, you know, we did all these user testing. We got the board approval. And then you just kind of look at it one day and you're just like, you know, um, no, I don't, I don't think this is it. And it's just, it's tempting to hold on to it. Yeah. But sometimes I think you just got to ditch it. Yeah. Sometimes you do. And this is the fine line you've got to, you've got to walk as an entrepreneur or someone who's got uh, the responsibility of running something like a bank, right? At the end of the mm -hmm. day, I think of um, uh, um, Billy McFarland, who did, who was infamous for the fire festival that he threw in the Bahamas that never, never was. And he ended up going to prison for fraud. And there, right. there were multiple documentaries made about this guy. And there's one documentary on Hulu. I think it was on Hulu. And, and the kind of the final scene is him on top of the table with a bullhorn trying to make sure there isn't a riot, right? Because right. these people have shown up and they realize that the festival is not going to take place. And that scene was so fascinating to me because as an entrepreneur, you, you start down a path not knowing 100% that you're going to be able to do it. Sure. And and you bring on investors and you bring on employees and you bring on customers and you bring on all these different people who are assuming you know what you're doing. And you're going to do the best to your ability, but you also have to have this ethos inside of you that says, to acknowledge to your point, this isn't going to work. I'm going to pull the plug. 
I mean, I think one of the things we do not do a good job of in, in this in this world, uh, particularly in the United States, is celebrating losses. Hmm. The the founder who says, "I'm pulling the plug," to your point, before you you uh, I, I lose everything. I mean, that is that is more courageous in a lot of cases than just continuing on with your head buried in the sand. So. I do think there's some places to it, but I don't think, here's the thing I think it's key. I don't think we're able to do that by ourselves. I think this right. is where commu- community is really important, right? Real people who know you, who see you, who, who, who can give you feedback. And you can choose to integrate that or not integrate that. But someone who can just point out your blind spots, that is so critical to any life and or business. And, and then to be open to accept those, that will, will fix a lot of those problems. It's it's so true. I think uh, I mean you know you and I both uh, are are friends with with our with my CEO Jeffrey Kendall, and he talks about it as you know you always need someone to tell you when you have mustard on your face, right? Yeah, <laughs> you need those people around you. So um, no, I, I like that a lot. And and one of the things you know as as far as kind of you know ditching it is to your point. It, it's about, it's about managing, it's about managing risk. It's about thinking, you know, of others, right. If I continue to kind of, you know, go this direction, full stop, you know, what are the, what are the implications? And and I think when folks are considering new brands or, you know, the, the current, you know, 125 year old, you know, first national bank of, Main Street, you know, you know, maybe maybe it's time to to think in a different way, um, you know, and it's it's okay, right? It, it doesn't mean it was bad or there's anything wrong with the history of it, um, but you can leverage that to really, you know, to really create your own momentum. Um, stopping sometimes, I think, can actually make it easier to to start again. So yeah, yeah, pa- pausing can pausing can certainly do that, but it, yeah. it's just it's just. It's this tension we have to fight because the reality is everything good that we have has come from somebody who, who took a risk to make it better, yeah. and and that's what you, that's what that's what you're advocating for in the in this book, right? And what Nimbus is advocating, and what every entrepreneur is effectively advocating, which by the way is a French word that means the bearer of risk. I mean, literally, if you bear risk, you're an entrepreneur, and it's this idea that I think that I have an idea that can make X better. And I got a hunch. And so I'm going to just continue down the path to try to figure that out. And boy, when it works, assuming you're not just trying to get grocery delivery faster than, you know, five, five minutes faster, you actually help humanity, right? <laughs> and, and you don't, you don't have to go too far back. I mean, in the seven, in around 1760, from the beginning of time until 1760, life expectancy, literacy, uh, infant death, uh, GDP per capita, look at any number of factors. It was basically flat for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Mm. And then in 1760, the industrial revolution comes along and it go, it's exponential. We go from living on average 32 years, a lifetime, 50% of our babies dying before two years old. I mean, the, all these just like crazy statistics. And now in a matter of a couple hundred years, it changed overnight. And it changed because of a guy named Thomas Savory who created the uh, steam engine. And, hmm. and he had an idea. He said, I think I can make this better. And it was the first invention that actually fed off of itself. They used it to dig up coal and it fed off of coal. And so the more coal it could dig, the bigger the machines they could make. And that started, that started the Industrial Revolution. And you can see this like this upward turn graph. It's the first hockey stick graph in the history of humanity. 
And we're mm. seeing that over and over again in these short periods of time. But man, humanity for thousands of years never did. They never, nothing changed. It was just, you were just there. And 95% of your time was spent seeking shelter and, and looking for food. And so the reason I love, I love what you're advocating in your book and what I love about entrepreneurs and thinking about new ways is that's the only way humanity moves forward is when someone says, I think I can do it better. Literally, that's the only, only, only way things get better is when someone takes a risk to go do that. And you don't have to do it. You can just choose to kind of be, you know, waste this one precious life. But man, I don't advocate that. I think you, we have a responsibility to take the, the, the talents and the skills and the stories we have and use those for the betterment of, of humanity. Well, no, I, I not, completely not, agree. Not to get too deep on you. Yeah, no, 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 that's not, that's not deep. That's, that's, no, it's, that's, I agree with you completely. And I think, I mean, and you certainly um, continue to, to exemplify that. And you, you talked a few times just there about the, the real meaning of the word entrepreneur as a, you know, as a bearer of risk and, you know, in a, in a small way, you know, Liz and I, you know, are kind of trying to do the same when it comes to the word you know, brand, right? And and I think the three of us, you know, end up in this in a similar place, right? Everyone can see themselves as entrepreneurs with the right definition, bear of risk. And everyone can see themselves as part of a brand with the right definition, right? It's not just the visuals and the logos. So my question to you is what would a brand entrepreneur look like to you? Oh, could you ask that a different, a little bit differently for me, for my simple brain yes. when you're, when you, yeah, would you simplify it? Ask me like I'm five. <laughs> sure. No, no, no. So if, so if entrepreneur is a bear of risk and brand is really a holistic mindset about your business, right? Not just the visual identity, but, but really everything that goes into it, including the people. If you kind of combine those concepts together, what would that, what would that look like? I think you would have uh, an individual who looked at that that way or an organization who looked at that way, creating a sustainable long-term high growth organization. I think if someone were to look at themselves and go, what are the, what's good that we like and what's bad that we want to change and what are the possibilities to go do that? Then I think you would start to see some, some real change. And, you know, as you're writing to leaders of banks, Allison, I am a firm, I'm a firm, firm believer and advocate that the reason I, I've chosen to work with leaders is because uh, we spend the majority of our awake time at work. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that as leaders, we have a responsibility to create the right type of culture, the right type of feedback, the right type of learning, the right type of, of, of um, uh, framework for people to grow. And if we do that, you can literally change the world if enough leaders understand the responsibility they have besides just making profits. Yes, make money, make tons of money. But that's just the, that's the first hurdle. That's right. what gives you the fuel to continue to go. There is a lot of other stakeholders involved in that. And so I think when you think about the brand entrepreneur side of it and entrepreneur like a brand, the, the idea is like, what, what's the possibility? What could we be if we looked at this holistically and, and take that risk around it? That's what I would think of from, from that perspective. I love that. I love that. All right. Last question. And it's a hard one. 
<laughs> if you were to start a bank in 2023, what would it be called? Who would it serve? <laughs> uh, I would call it bling. Bling. Uh, okay. Bling. It would be, I'm very into, I'm very much into hip hop and I'm very much into rap. And I think bling would be the, you know, okay. that's the, I've got, you've got the bling. I'd call it bling. Uh, and, and, and it would, it would, it, it, it would be, it would take all the things you hate about banking. The it's only open till 5 PM. The app stinks. The, <laughs> the deposit, I got to wait three days for my deposit for the check to, de- right, to clear right. my bank. I, I'd get rid of all of those things. I mean, I would create, I would create a framework and then I'd probably, I'd probably find some way to integrate some sort of, if you want, if you're an owner there, I do like the Blue Cross Blue Shield model of if you're a, if you're a member of this bank, you're also a shareholder of this bank. Mm. Like I want you to be involved in the, in the success of the bank. Got it. But the caveat caveat is, the caveat is Alice and I have no idea about (laughs) banks. So please nobody take that seriously because, because I don't know if I'm the right one. No, I like asking that question to everyone because I think it's just, it's so interesting because it, it ties back, I think, to your own story. Cause you, you said this several times to me and then, you know, several times in your, in your public discourse about how, you know, the, the best businesses are when the, the founder, the entrepreneur takes something that really bothers himself or herself and fixes it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah. so bling bank uh if the if the if the mission is to fix the things that are just rocks in the shoe of the consumer when it comes to banking i think i think you've got something there we we should talk we should talk i I need some branding help clearly that's my that's my bad idea you may need some branding help with that um that's my bad idea make it better please no no it's all good it's all good so you know I want to thank you so much for being you, for for writing, for making videos, which I love, answering questions, advocating for others, especially your family. Just appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Allison, it is a uh, honor and privilege, and I love uh, watching you uh, as you're growing in this as well. So uh, you're welcome, and thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.